Well, what do you got for us today? Five ghost hunters wander into an old abandoned house. Strange things start to happen. Well, you know what they say. It's shit. <laughs> Sounds like I suppose it should be a job. <sighs> for privacy and investigation. Hello and welcome to another episode of Prime Scene Investigation. I am Chris and as always I am joined by Faye. Howdy partners. Mercer. Pa-ching, pa-ching. That's me shooting because you said howdy partners. Beautiful. How are we both? How are you Mercer this week? I'm all right, thanks. Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Living the, living the dream. Good stuff. Been a couple of weeks since we've recorded anything. Getting lazy. And this is what we're bringing back for first one. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, this could this could be the last episode. This could be the bit where we realise that prime scene really doesn't work. If yeah, the random film generator was uh, was on the fritz with this one. Well, to be fair, someone someone might watch this, watch that film, and go, do you know what? It really is shit. Or uh, they might, no, someone could like it, you know. There are some found footage like um, whores out there who just like jizz over every found footage film, no matter what it's about. There's some. There are some people on IMDb. I was having a look for it. They've given it eight or so out of ten. What? Cast and crew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I see. There's been there's six reviews. <laughs> no. So before we delve into this what else have we been watching this week come on mercy you already watched a whole trove of stuff i have actually watched a fair few things so i watched the hunt excellent quite enjoyed it bit bit unsure about like the the social media-esque message they were like forcing on us because it felt a bit contradictory considering the the hunt Uh, but betty gilpin in it is incredible freaking loved it and uh, the best scene is right near the start where um, Emma Roberts face just explodes um, and you can't mention Betty Gilpin without saying bring back glow I mean I'm assuming that will happen at some point if we just manifest it bring back glow <laughs> I don't feel like you got enough support from us there Fair. I, I feel think like I did third season and then I got a little bit like yeah third it, end, it, it ended in the annoying way where it didn't wrap anything up that's the problem with it you don't there's nothing worse than having an epi- having a show cancelled before it's time and have, leaving all those plot points left dangling and since um Kate Nash has gone on TikTok she's also outspoken and said we should bring back glow she didn't know why it was cancelled she wants it back she just needs a job. So, of course, she's going to say it. No. <laughs> anyway, so The Hunt, quite enjoyed that. I also watched, it's now called Trespassers, but um, it was called Home is Where the Heart Is, the home invasion with Feruza Bulk and Richard um, <sighs> Blur. I enjoyed um, that. I 
really quite liked that because it didn't feel like a typical home invasion because it takes a while to get into that. It does. Um, quite good. I watched Censor. Mm-hmm. You first time bit. watching Censor? First time watching Censor, yeah. Okay. Uh, these are all first time watchers, actually, that I'm mentioning, yeah. So what, what did you think of Censor? I liked Censor for the most part. I was just a little bit confused by the mess well if it was giving a message because obviously it's set during um video nasty day mary whitehouse days the whole time when they're saying that films create monsters and people who watch these films become crazy and then the woman who's works as a censor follows that path and now we're a bit like oh are they saying that because she's engulfed in these films that it has really messed with her mental state because she's quite fractured already um or i was saying to chris earlier were they just trying to be a bit ironic with it i i think it i think that that's supposed to be for you to decide on whether it is her state of mind that sent her in this way obviously losing a sister or is it the fact that she has to watch this horrible stuff every day Again, with Sensor, I, like, 90% enjoyed it. Just the ending for me was just a massive disappointment. Oh, I kind of like the very end with the the contradiction of, like, I, what, what she was versus what was really happening. Um, I did quite enjoy that. It, it just felt too much like a Saint... I mean, I guess there's nothing wrong with it, but it, I get, it felt too much for me like a Saint Maud nod which I haven't watched yet. Oh. I've got it to watch. So that's next on my agenda. Um, and then finally, the last thing that I'll mention is I watched Amulet. The one with the homeless guy who goes to help um, a woman and a mother in a house. It's quite new. They just did that thing at Showroom where they did the film. I wanted to see it, yeah, but I, I couldn't because I was working as per usual. Yeah, that's quite good um, as well. I'll not ruin it. I'll say batshit crazy, um, and that's it. Okay, cool. We um, watched for Bad Film Club yesterday a deadly something or other. I keep forgetting deadly, the name. A deadly legend. A deadly legend. Oh God, Jesus! This this one was picked by Darren underscore Gaskell, and has got him an automatic ban for next week because. <laughs> Jesus, it was awful. It was all over the place. And the worst thing about it were the transition shots. I mean, if you if you follow me on Twitter, that is literally all you'll have seen is me talking about transition shots because it wound me the fuck up. It was just like little fading into it and it was so 90s TV. Like, Constant shots of this woman's breast. If you ask me to tell you what it's about, Mercer, can't even tell you what it's about. No, but was it like it'd be made on Windows Movie Maker or something where you've only got like fade to black or uh, yeah. fade? Yes. Options? And the, the same goes for the soundtrack. The soundtrack like was like it was taken from Google Play apps and they got a sample of something. Terrible. Sounds good. Yeah. It's check not. It out. It's not. It's awful. Anywho. I haven't watched a great deal else. When I watched Jackass non-horror related but worth a mensch because absolutely loved it oh i mean yeah hilarious but also worth a mention while we're here 
just because we need something to fill out this episode because this film is not going to take long at all. Um, I know we're a week late, but Jordan Peele's trailer for Nope dropped last week and uh, my mm. expectations, they'd be high. They'd be very high. Mm. What is that? Mm. Don't fuck off. It looked a little generic to me. You look a little generic to me. I am a little generic. No, it did. It looked awesome. No, it looked really. It looked quite interesting. I'm just. I'm not overly keen on like alien. Well, I am, but I'm not. Like I think alien films, like it's alien on Earth films, not aliens in space. Let's just clarify. Um, I just find that it's so easy for them to be a little bit hokey because the they do all have to rely on the same kind of tropes, which is like the sucking up and like the sneaky aliens running around. And I just think it's quite a risky choice. This looks to be, um, to me and, well, me, me and Mitch Harrod went into it in great detail on the day for like an hour could not stop coming up with batshit theories uh, if you want to hear those theories you know come at me at twitter or whatever hook you up with it but it seems to be that this is more of a a containment situation so an after the fact situation rather than an invasion so like with most of them if you watch signs and stuff like that you see the beginning parts of it and it's the aliens coming in and how they deal with it and i think this film's going to have that but i also think that it's going to be like kind of like the start of um independence day where the the marketing on it and the monetizing it and it's how the earth is dealing with it sort of thing in the in the after the fact rather than just at the initial invasion stage but it's Jordan Peele, so it could be literally anything. Exactly. And, yeah, that's exactly what we said. It could be anything. And we, the, mm, I mean, spoiler, just cover your ears if you don't want to know about it. I mean, I'm like, like I know that this is actually going to happen. I don't know this is going to happen at all. But we kind of got around to a scenario where it could be that the aliens are harvesting humans to turn them into horses. That's where we got to. It sounds crazy. But there was genuine logic behind it, wasn't there? There was logic. Yeah, just just because just because this isn't a visual medium, Mercer just rolled his eyes, lent his head back, and just looked like he just went, "No, you know what? I'm I'm done. This this is over." Let me tell you, if I watched the film and that ended up being it, that would be it for me and Jordan Peele. I'd just be like, "No, nope." Never again. Why? That sounds bloody ridiculous. Right. It sounds ridiculous, right? But in, it's been done in film before and it's fucking great. It's fantastic. It's still, it's still ridiculous, though, even if it's been... Maybe it's like a prequel to when supermarkets were selling horse meat in burgers and lasagna instead of actual cow meat and lamb meat. Maybe this is the story behind it. Maybe. See how ridiculous that sounds? No. Yeah, your theory, ridiculous. You know what else is ridiculous? You. You've got to say it. The fact that we're going to have to talk about this fucking film. 
What a what a segue. What a pro. Right. I realise we haven't even mentioned what this film actually is. Because no one knows. Got sidetracked and just went, ran off in a different direction. It is 2013's A Warning to the Curious from Ali Yara. To be fair, the fact it's called A Warning to the Curious should be enough on its own. And we were told yesterday it's not to be mistaken with the MR James, A Warning to the Curious. Because they are nothing like, and apparently that is really good, and this is not. <laughs> I mean, let's we we've not even created any suspense for this episode at all. We've come in guns blazing with this is shit. But I'm I'm sure that as we talk through it, we will maybe possibly be able to present some form of positive, maybe possibly. Um, so keep listening. Ooh, intrigue, intrigue. Go on then. Well, let's start off this drama project, this GCSE drama project, shall we? I would say before we start, because as you say, it does look like that. Apparently this had a budget of just six grand. What? I could have done this for 600. Easy. <laughs> Do you know what I love there? Chris was trying to, like, you know, smooth over how negative we were by saying, oh, yeah, it's got a, a, it had a small budget, so, you know, we've got to cut them some slack, give them the props. And you're straight away like, oh, I could have done this for 6p, me. I don't yeah. consider six grand to be a small budget. I think that's it's a ti- lot. It's tiny. Fair Hang enough. On. Considering the fact that, that they cast Danny Webb as the voice, I don't know what voice, but Danny Webb from Alien 3 as the voice... He was probably the six grand. Probably. To be fair. They should have gone cameo. Gone just to do it from there. <laughs> oh, it's a shame cameo didn't exist back then, isn't it? Yeah. But that's a real idea. We should make films with people in, just send them some lies to say. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just, just bone finger it. Yes. <laughs> that's it. When celluloid do their next bumper, that's what we're gonna do. We're just, just going to unwittingly up. get actors to star in this thing. Yeah, thank you. We won a Cellular Screens Festival Pass. <laughs> our, short, our short 60 second bumper cost us 3.2 million. <laughs> <sighs> so, I'm going to set the scene with this one. It starts with a man in a prison cell. No, in a questioning room. What are they called? An interview room. An interrogation room. An interrogation room. An the CCTV cameras that we get to see it, I immediately lost my temper. Immediately, when the police officer walked in and the police officer goes, do you want a drink or something? Cup of tea? Glass of water? And then he immediately, like two seconds later, goes, do you want a drink or something? Cup of tea? Glass of water? They <laughs> did not cut part of what they were meant to cut. So he just says the same line straight away after each other. And literally, I, I were on the train at this point, and I literally just went, I am already fucking done with this. I like the fact they got someone in a clearly catatonic state, and they think, now is the best time to interview them. Mm-hmm. Forget the hospital treatment. Forget psychologists in, this, in there. Someone actually give them a look over. Just stick them in a room and just 
really poorly, poorly question him and offer him drinks. It does. Uh, do you know, like we made that joke earlier about um, your BFC film club looking like a Windows Media Maker? This, when the title screens came up on this one, did look like it was just a font picked from Word or yeah. something. Like, you know, they went, um, we can't afford anything smart, so we'll just use like, like a movie maker to do it. Like, don't get me wrong here. Like, I, I don't mind a low-budget film. I really don't. And I think if you do it in the right way, it, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? But, ugh. For me, I think the biggest problem with low-budget found-footage films, specifically low-budget found-footage films, is the fact that the cast are meant to act like they're not acting. They're supposed to be natural. Mm. But when they aren't the best at not act, uh, acting not acting when they're not act, when their natural acting comes across as very forced acting it immediately kind of like sets you back because it it doesn't have any feel of reality because you can just tell that they're acting i'll tell you what put me back was that giant lamp in that room i couldn't get over that giant lamp and then chris was trying to gaslight me and tell me it was from perspective and it wasn't. It was just a giant fucking white lamp in the middle of the Airbnb room or wherever they were. And I, I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> they, that, it's literally just someone's house, isn't it? It's just someone's flat yeah. that they're in. Um, and, yeah, I, I just felt immediately like there was... There was no chemistry or connection between these people. And three of them are meant to be friends from school who have done this every week. I'm going to just say that again. Every week, apparently, they've been out ghost hunting. And that will be relevant a bit later on. The style in which the film is awful, it's so unnatural. Like th there's a scene where they're looking down at some playing cards and then they look back to the door. And, you know, most importantly, one of them looked like Lawrence Fox. So I couldn't take it seriously after that at all. Hated the sight of him every time I saw him. Sorry, whoever it is that looks like Lawrence Fox, but, just, you know, don't look like him. I love the fact that they bring these two strangers in. And this is another thing. So this this harps back very quickly to my, they do this every weekend. They bring two strangers in for infrared cameras because they don't have them. Uh, so what the fuck have they been filming on every other weekend that they've been doing? These that shitty camcorder. Oh. Just yeah. running around in the dark. <laughs> I, love, I love the fact that they just give them a plate of plain pasta. Yes. <laughs> here, here, do you want some dinner? I'll, <laughs> Have all the pasta you can eat. Delicious non-flavoured pasta. What a treat. It didn't even look like properly, properly cooked. cooked. Terrible. And the poor actor, bless him, he was trying really hard to look like he wanted to eat, just like twirling things around on his plate like, what is this? I remember back in Damer, so when we were in college and we used to try and save our money just to go out drinking, and we used to eat pasta with mayonnaise, and that's all we ate. That was still yeah. more appetising than what I was looking at on that plate. Yeah. And if we were treating ourselves, we'd throw some hot dog sausages in there. You know what I mean? Um, mayo and hot dog. Oh, yeah. But, 
But then this is, and these are things that bug me about films immediately. They bug me about all films, but I think I feel like it were worse than this one. These two new people, and then their friend Neil. Neil was an absolute dick to these people, like just off the bat. Like these have come, they're letting you use their camera, and immediately, no reason at all, he's just like, idiots, where'd you get these dicks from? Christian lovers. I'm just like, what? What have they done? I mean, then we did have that stupid scene where that man was sat in a circle of salt praying. And can I just ask a question, right? I'm not religious, but I do believe that the Catholic and the Christian faith don't believe in ghosts and wouldn't use a pagan ritual to save themselves as a, a, an expression of faith? Would no, but, but then it, but these films are always a, a mismatch of different religions and faiths and beliefs. So, yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't do, but it's... I think... Again, if, you're, if you're ghost hunting and you believe in that, then maybe... maybe would, I think it's a theology, say, yeah. Let's face it, it's a complex area at the best of times. So with this, I think you're going to... They've just gone for a weird mismatch of every religious process they'd ever heard of. But do you know if you just sat in that circle saying something in Latin? Yeah? Yeah. That would have been cool. But I think you were doing the Lord's Prayer, right? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Uh-huh. Um, and that's what's going to fix. I'm like, uh, what? Like, just say something like, oh, Invictus, L, M, Libra. And, like, he could have been saying, oh, and that would have been more realistic than... No, not, not a magician, Mercer. Not Harry Potter. I think Invictus is actually Latin. No, it's Harry Potter. <laughs> we will find out. Um, yeah, that was... Um, this is after, as well, they rocked up to the place and said... What did they say? I thought it was going to be like a pharmacy or something. They say a really stupid line. Like they're expecting oh. to go to a, a surge, like a doctor's surgery or something. And I was like, yeah, in sure. what world do you... Do you yeah, mis- this is after they've obviously had the salt surgery. Yeah, well. so in what world do you mistake like a doctor's surgery for a hospital? In what world? Yeah. Just to be clear, then, yeah. So this initial challenge is that they're going. They've been told a story by someone about a hospital, and that's what they've gone to investigate. Um, and when they get to the hospital, this is this is another thing that bugs me. They get to the hospital, and then they have to explain how the equipment works to each other. Again, you've been doing these ghost hunts every week. Twice a week, I think he says later on to that man, but they still don't know how to use the equipment they've got. And pre getting there, all the filming that we're doing was to check that they could work the cameras. Nobody can see me, but all this time, all I'm doing is clicking my thumb and finger together because I am infuriated and I'm trying terribly hard not to lose my temper. To be honest, we can't even see half of you. We can only see top half. There you go. That's better. Ah, <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> that was scarier than anything that happened in this film. Because <laughs> to be fair, they do wander around for twenty minutes or so with absolutely 
fuck all happening. I do I do think as well, I think we've said this before about another film in that it is convenient how they go to these places and there's nothing in the way. There's always a clear path for them to walk down. You know, there's nothing they have to move, like an old chair or a bed or anything. It's just perfectly clear for them to walk through. I mean, there is an old chair, but we'll get to that. Uh, so, uh, do you know what I found quite difficult about this film? The whole unless of it. The camera, unless the camera was pointing at somebody, I didn't know who was speaking because yeah. they all sounded exactly the same. So unless like I heard a name or like they literally looked at someone, it could have been any cast member that mm. was saying what was being said. And that was also just like, like, how is there no definition to these? They've like they've spent like a good 40 minutes or something, however long they spent in that house, fannying around, giving us stupid camera angles. Give us some character so that we know who each of and everyone is. Well, that's the thing. It's like it's, it's, they're not only not defining the characters in it, but they're also not doing a lot for quite a while. And it is just walking around, and it just felt like no suspense was built at all in that time. So you were just bored. I was just so bored. Like probably more bored than that other one we watched. I hated that prison one with the ghost prison electricity thing. I can't even remember. Oh, Response. I'm probably more bored with this than I were we on response. I'm not gonna lie, I got a little bit of a giggle at this point. So something happened that made me go, which was when one of the brothers, don't know which one, generic, said to Ben, we know who Ben is because he's the one who was um in the prison, in the mm. isolation, whatever that room's called again. I keep forgetting interrogation. Interrogation room. room. Interrogation room. It goes to him. Um, oh, how long have oh how long have you been doing this, Osmer? Or what got you into this? Something about ghost hunting, and Ben were like, "Uh, my dad did it when he was a kid with his mates." And I were like, "Where you fucking pervert? Uh, did it? Did it? He did it." Um, I needed something because I was falling asleep. Okay. Well, I think Chris was asleep at this point. No, no, I'm, I'm still awake. I watched, I watched far more of it than I actually remember until I went back the next day. And yeah, when I went back the next day and rewatched the bit I missed, it turns out I'd watched far more of it. So, as I say, we wander around for twenty minutes or so around this abandoned hospital with absolutely nothing happening, and then what? They go out and they meet that random guy who goes, "Hey." I'm I'm the guy who owns this place. Why don't you come to this other abandoned building that's got loads of ghosts in it? Because you would. That was the level of the acting as well. That was completely spot on. It was. He was saying as well, he's like, you know what? We've eight people have gone missing in the last four months in this town. And the police haven't got a task force or anything. So they're not wondering why members of the public are just disappearing off also, the eight people have gone missing but come back to this murder house with me doesn't sound sus at all yeah again this was one of them things where you were like oh my god is he is he like meant to be a ghost that like drags people or like is it going to be like human sacrifices or something my again i got another little giggle there when they were like oh have you been inside the house and his response was no i'm like what <laughs> Are you a ghost? I don't get it. Oh. 
And then the film oh, ended. No, no, <laughs> no, no they still carried on. Though. I wish oh. it did. The, the worst thing for it, we then spent this weird like five minutes of just watching the road as they were driving to yeah. this place. Why are we doing this? Like, this was seriously some guy going, I've only got three minutes worth of film. I need filler. Yep. This was all filler shots. This was run time. This was runtime fodder. Yeah. They did again. I'm, you know, I'm I've got I have got more positives about it because they also gave the great line when they were like, um, when they were worried about going to the house, so that guy they're like, fuck me, are we gonna get raped by Richard O'Brien? Um, which I thought was quite cute as well. See? Positives. This film's amazing. No, because what you've done there is it's the equivalent of wearing a really shitty outfit and then putting some nice earrings on it and going, well, at least it's got nice earrings. Yeah, but the rest of the outfit is still shit. So no, it, the cube doesn't save an entire film. Okay, fair. Plus what they've done there is just for a really offensive line without any, any kind of actual character development. So they, all they've done there is gone, oh, is there a gay man there? We'll probably rape us. I think... <laughs> okay, yeah. I mean, when you put it in that context, yeah, that's it's just insensitive. I just thought, you know, it's because he was bold and he <laughs> asked them to come to his houses with him unprompted. And then I'm, I'm sure there's some there's some story around what the house actually was. I think it was some kind of halfway home or some kind of pregnant teenage oh. runaway kind of. <laughs> the house was pregnant. The house was pregnant. That would be exciting. Um, what are them things Wanted. called? Because so, I actually really quite like that music that started playing on. I've put xylophone, but I know it's not a xylophone. Them things that you play records on. A gramophone. A gramophone, yeah. Did you notice how clean the record was? It was, like, brand new. It's, it's almost as if it wasn't actually an ancient record and they just almost. nipped HMV. Yeah. I would say, interesting fact, though. It's Nirvana and Plugged Album. <laughs> interesting fact that the set, apparently they, that house was just as it was. There's no set dressing, so the kind of abandoned dump it is is just actually how it is. You are playing fast and loose with the term interesting. That is an interesting fact. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, oh all you all you told me there is that they found an old house. Which, make... which, honestly, if you're a location scout, is bare minimum. I'm going to make it a feature. It's going to be Chris's interesting fact. Okay. But yeah, so no set dressing, just an abandoned house. A chair. Luckily, that chair was there because that takes the focus for about the remainder of the runtime. Mm -hmm. Is this when we start seeing the really shitty monks? Oh my God. The very first ghost we see, like, literally looks like just someone with a white sheet. Like, you know, like when you're a kid doing a Halloween costume as a ghost, like they've thrown a bedspread over him and someone's holding a torch over their head. Like, that's the very first ghost we see, which prompted me to scream on the train, get to fuck. 
this book? What is this? And then it gets ridiculous because for some reason, and this is, again, I know that the, these are uh, proper tropes that propel stories, uh, but then they split up. Mm-hmm. And the person who actually is the scaredest after seeing the ghost is the person who stays on their own. I don't think that would work, right? No. No, that would be the person who's being like, no, I'm definitely coming with you. I'd rather be with two people and see something fucking awful than be on my own and get butt raped by a ghost in a sheet. I didn't even notice that bit, to be honest with you. I think I've zoned out at that point. I think I would just like playing a song in my head or something rather than watching this film because... It's the dickhead, isn't it, who's seen it, yeah. who sees the chair move. The one who kicked the salt circle at the beginning with the camera dude. Neil? Neil? Yeah, it's Neil. Yeah, Neil. Nobody likes Neil. No, he's a bell end, to be fair. Yeah. But he's the he's one of the actual ones by the time we get to the end, he's actually making any sense and just goes, is very quite no, you know what, let's just fuck off. Yeah, I mean and although he is a bell end, he is probably the only one that I felt actually gave a semi decent performance. Give I did. <laughs> Where? Um, we have to go to filth. Um, I got really confused with some parts. Like, what were them pictures on the floor? There were just some photographs on the floor. What were they? And like, I mean, this is a house, just a normal house, right? But it were like, it's full of like, it's nuns and monks like that and when did nuns and monks cohabit well i mean do do you think this might be like a callback well not a callback or a nod or they're trying to do a nod to the mr james thing because we were told that was about monks monks and stuff like that so that might be why but as you say they wouldn't be you would probably wouldn't have nuns and monks in the same Location. That's why you have a monastery and a nunnery. Yeah. And then Neil, who was absolutely terrified and wants to leave, still manages to turn around and be a dick to that guy who brought the infrared camera for no reason at all. And what's his problem? I just don't get him. I just don't get him. It's just everything worse. Just Neil's dick. That's why. And then, well, geez, I've talked a lot about this film, but. This is where I think like everything starts going to pot even more because then we start having like the weird kind of um, camera flutters and the sound gets really bad. I could not understand half of what was going on. The sound gets loud. It gets so loud. Like, I don't know. Cause I mean, bless. Chris did watch the whole thing, but he did fall asleep first time. And I don't know how it didn't wake him up because it was screeching loud. So if they were trying yeah. to say something in that mess, I didn't get anything from it. I couldn't, I couldn't understand anything over the walkie-talkies. Uh, and then later on, I just, like, as the film progresses, I just found myself more and more going, like, having to push my headphones in and be like, I don't understand. I literally can't understand what's being said. And yeah. I'm also struggling to see anything. Because obviously the lighting setup wasn't the greatest, and they didn't actually maximise the use of the infrared cameras. They yeah. use them 
a, a certain kind of shock value later on. Um, but I really could have done with seeing what were happening. And then I think it's funny as well that these people uh, spend all this time going ghost hunting, yeah? And then the second they find a ghost, they want to leave straight away. You seem more concerned about the history of them ghost hunting more than anything else. Like, are you saying they're lying? Are you calling them liars? He's just questioning the logic of spending your entire weekend, every single weekend, going ghost hunting, and then immediately wanting to run off when soon you actually see a ghost. Because they've never seen it before. Well, yeah, I know they've never seen Oh, Faye's remembering the film verbatim right now. She's falling asleep. Sorry. Um, and then, and I think this is like, again, more anger from me. That fucking awful Evil Dead ripoff where they find the um, the man speaking on the record for the gramophone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he summons all the ghosts up. And again, couldn't understand a word that was being said. Mm-hmm. All I know is that we suddenly got this shitty infrared footage of them with like loads of monks and nuns, but you couldn't even really tell. There were monks and nuns around them. They were like the old plague kind of big beaked kind of uh, hoods and masks. So that'd be more like people that remove dead bodies. Yeah, it's more kind of of that kind of look to them. Sorry, I'm just just reading my notes and uh, my notes right now say, ooh, the girl that's just got on the train smells like cucumber. <laughs> that's the that I was in the film at this point. That cucumber distracted me. Be fair, that's probably better than my uh, my notes. Because and then I have they, I have I have just got apparently photos of nuns. Nuns are terrifying. Because they freaked out, obviously, when we think, when we see it, they find those photos. Nothing more to it, just a load of photos of some nuns, and apparently that's terrifying. I then don't even know what happened. There was a lot of screaming, a lot of shaky camera work, and then two people were in a room together. Um, oh, we saw someone's arms get dragged away, someone fall and get dragged away. I was just like, this is so messy. It's so messy. It sounds terrible. It looks terrible. This acting's awful. And now we've got these two people in a room that just happened to be Ben and John, the guy who brought the camera. And then Neil and John's brother come into the room and try and entice them out. And Ben suddenly realises they're possessed. Sadly, I could not be enticed. (laughs) But the, no, but like Ben's like, oh, best don't go. John, the one who, who was like, done the protection spell, did the soul, believes in God, goes, no, I don't believe that's the case. Dickhead. Uh, Is it over yet? No, I think we end up then back in the prison cell, don't we? Like, he well, goes yeah, to well... And then I don't know what happens. It just cuts back to prison cells that Detective losing yeah. his temper. Interrogation yeah, we, room. Oh yeah. So we go we go back there with him with him talking to Ben and then Ben starts adopting the wait. weird possessed wait, wait, wait. voice. Just, Sorry, that's gone. 
No, no, no. Got to say this because this is one of them things that angers me. Before we went into the footage of what happened, the detective left the room because the some other officers have said we've got some cameras because he says to him what are we going to see on these cameras and then he goes away then he comes back and goes what happens to your bet friends then what happened to your friends and i'm like you've just watched the cameras because like that's what we've just watched what you've just watched you can clearly see what's happened why are you asking me this stupid question i know i'm not ben but i felt like i were and then yes chris you are right tell us again what ben did he adopts a really poor bad possessed voice as he's sitting there and starts mouthing off about infinity and it's the end, but it's not the end, but going on. And he could have been talking about the film at this point, to be fair, but it's a jumbled mess of nothing that links together anything we've seen in the preceding 70 minutes. Yes. Why? And then at this point, as the detective, not even acknowledge the fact that Ben's got this weird demonic voice, is still asking him questions. Ben says my favourite line in the film, which again caused me to scream, where he goes, where the detective goes, where are your friends? He's like, they are in the void, eternal void. Fuck off. What does that even mean? That's just such lazy writing. It's like, I don't know where they are. Oh, they're in the void? Like, nobody can answer that, can they? Um, and then it goes like to Blackout with his red glowing demon eyes. I'm just like, oh my God, I can't do this. I can't please end. And then there is a Blackout and then it lights back up and the detective and Ben are gone. And you're like, oh, okay. And then it does end. Thankfully. Thankfully. And my very last note that I wrote was fuck off. I hated this. <laughs> I haven't looked at my last notes, but I'm sure it probably says thank fuck. Just yeah. making a guess. I didn't even but I'd given up by this point. My, my, my notes, my notes are sketchy at best during this this film. By the end, they completely disappeared. Yeah. So really good film, guys. Really good choice. <laughs> uh, I think this might, I'm not gonna lie, this was the toughest watch I've had from any of the films that we've done um, for this podcast, including some of the films that I've hated at the festival circuit that we've seen where I've like just wanted to walk out. If I had the choice, I would have stopped this one like halfway through, not even halfway through, 20 minutes of this, Same. I'd have gone, this is not for me. Um, but on, on like we said before, like you said before, they did work on a low budget. It did get made, you know, and it, it did get distribution. Well, it is on Prime, so people can watch it. It's a lot more than we've ever done with our lives. Yeah, I know, but still. Does that make us feel good? <laughs> we can't even make a shit film. It wasn't for me. That's all I'm going to say. It wasn't no, for me. I'm not. That's the problem. I'm not sure who it's actually for. Even I love fan footage, adore it, but I can get on board. I, obviously, I fell asleep, so I can get on board with it at any point. Right. Obviously, with it being ourselves as big grades, we have graded a warning to the curious. Uh -huh. Mercer, would you like to 
let the good people know how we scored this? I think everyone will be super surprised to learn that a one into the curious got an A star. No, no, it didn't. <laughs> it got the worst grade we could possibly give it, I'm afraid. It got a U. Um, it's unwatchable, unworthy, ungradable. It's un ice bit on your graves material. I don't know. It's all the U's. It's, uh, yeah, yes, it didn't do very well, I'm afraid. No, but as you say, they, he got a film made, which is more than we've, we've done. So fair play to him on that front. And to be fair, I do want people to watch it just to understand what we've been through. <laughs> just sadist. Just like that. Yeah. Oh, dear. Well, that was... A film? That was a film. To be fair, I'm quite amazed we've managed to get as much mileage out of discussing what is the curious as we actually had, because I imagined we would be doing a lot sooner than this but there you go there's always stuff to be found in any film oh let's just go now let's just end this on the miserable fest it is miserable fest misery fest <laughs> just don't be telling people just to end it jesus <laughs> that knows what i mean that knows that knows right if you do want to get in contact with us you can always do so we are at Spit Grays on both Twitter and Instagram. We're at I Spit on Your Grays on Facebook. And if you want to email us for any reason, you can email us at electricpossums at gmail.com. And please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. We're available on ACAS, Spotify, and all the major podcast networks. Wherever you get your podcast from, we will probably be on there somewhere. Do you want to know? the film choice for this week because I won last week's full episode. Well done. Look at you squeezing out a clap. Again, a round of applause. (coughs) So it's my choice for next week's episode. And in keeping with the fact that the Foo Fighters' new Studio 666 is released that week, we will be doing our best Heavy metal horror. <gasps> oh, I mean, genuinely, this is a surprise to me. I didn't know this till I, you literally just said it. I have got three in mind. Mercer has none. Mercer has one immediately, he <laughs> said to me. I have one. Oh, the I know what one. it's going to be. I, I know what yours is going to be. So, yeah, so that's something to look forward to. That should be a fun one, let's face it. Heavy metal is great. So, I'm very much looking forward to us going through our choices next week but in the meantime back catalogs always there should you want to listen to it so thank you Faye cheers thank you very much Mercer thank you and thank you for listening everybody take care bye bye